Hi, this is Jamie Shokin, host of Webcomics Reviews and Interviews. Tonight, we're looking at description and ratings. So sit back, relax, and let the Geek Fest begin. Alright, when it comes to marketing your webcomic, there's some interesting details you need to keep in mind before you get really going hardcore in the writing. The biggest is, well, we're going to call it the 30-second the 30 elevator pitch. Yeah, if you're into movies, this term's going to be really familiar to you. In essence, the entire concept is, how do you describe what you're doing in 30 seconds or less? Literally, if you're in the elevator with someone, and you had until you until they basically left the elevator to describe what your webcomic was, can you do it? And here's the reality, it's not that hard, it's just you've got to follow a few basic tips. Tonight, we're going to worry about how to make that description as succinct and as take up as little space as absolutely possible. That way, when you're talking about your comic to friends and all that, you have something really simple that you can discuss and you can get some feedback on without giving too much of the plot away. We're also going to be discussing ratings. In essence, what's the difference between all ages... Uh, versus mature themes. We're also going to be looking at the Hollywood rating system. I mean, every website has its own way they do their own ratings. So, by looking at the Hollywood system, we're going to be able to get a good grip of what they're looking for in their ratings as well. So, keep that in mind as we go along. Those topics will be discussed as well. But... Let's work on the description. And you're going to hear a lot of no's and don'ts. That's because when it comes down to writing a description, everybody goes way too much detail for something that needs to be, well, detailless. Which I know is probably not a word, but we'll, we'll go with it for tonight. In essence, the issue here is to, well, you have to understand that Webcomic sites work a little bit different than search engines. See, when you're doing search engine optimization, you want to repeat a lot of the same words in different combinations so it gets picked up really easily by the search engines. When a site such as, say, Google or Bing starts looking at your webcomic and goes through all the various descriptions and all that, and trust me, if you're doing this right, you're going to have at least three or four descriptions listed at least in the coding at least. It's going to go through them and look at the words, judge the words, and then factor those into where it's going to put you in terms of its own rankings. Because of this, the more generic it is, obviously the worse it's going to do in the rankings, but at the same time, you don't want to repeat it too much because it starts sounding a little bit unnatural. So, in essence, what you're going to need to do is figure out where that compromise is between putting too much detail and not putting enough. And for everybody, that's a little bit different. Yeah. You've been told that marketing is an art. That's because there is no real science to it. It's all done by feel, all done by intuition. Nonetheless, we are going to try to discuss how to use a description in order to market your webcomic a little bit more effectively. 
And that starts by figuring out how to get the description down to the absolute minimal. So, like I said, expect to hear a lot of don'ts. Right off the bat, one of the don'ts is don't include a genre. You can allude to it if you can, but don't worry about it. With most webcomic sites, they're already asking you what the genre is right off the bat. And you just you fill that however you want. So go ahead and, well, fill it however you want. That's not an issue here. The major issue here is that by taking by filling in the genre, you take up valuable word space that could have been used for more interesting things. And since you're trying to use as few words as absolutely possible, you know, there's just no real reason to waste time sitting what the genre is. So, just something to keep in mind. Don't worry about the genres. Do, however, figure out a way how to get down to the absolute simplest plot. If you need to include the twist that makes it all sorts of cool, do that as well. But, the key here is, you, you know, brevity is the soul of it. I know it's overused, it's over cliche. But that needs to be your byline here. You know, you want to keep it down to as absolutely small as possible. And sometimes the easiest way to do that is just by doing a straightforward, this is what's going on, you know. Oliver and his friend, Dra friend Dragon go on body adventures. You know, we pretty much summed up that is comedy through body. We've also assumed, set up that it's also going to be covering some mature themes. Um, because we're using the name Oliver, we've got a schmuck versus a heroic name. And Friend Dragon, depending on how the capitalization on that works, will either suggest a big warrior type or, well, an actual dragon. And obviously we're alluding to that there's going to be fantasy in there as well. A lot of work for less than 10 words. So, but at the same time, Oliver and his friend Dragon get into body adventures. It's pretty much setting up the entire, describing pretty well what the webcomic's all about. And that's exactly where we want it. For people who are doing more romantic type comics, yeah, you guys are pretty much screwed. There's just no, no ins or ifs or buts about it. Straight up. You're going to have to figure out... Well, here's the problem. Romantic writers, more than anybody else, like setting up the situation. They tend to go into... All this detail about the situation, why the situation matters, so on and so forth. And in essence, the description itself quickly becomes a main novella in of itself. Here's where I sort of emphasize that you want to try to hit 50 words. No more. And a lot less if you possibly can. You want to set up... In essence, you want to set up who the pair is, if there's a crisis, 
that's it. Way too many romance writers tend to start elaborating on side characters and people who don't really matter. Or, well, okay, people who do matter, but for the purpose of the description, they don't really, you know? I've seen people on about cousins and sisters and evil landlords in descriptions, and it really doesn't help anything. So if you're doing a romance... Try to pare it down to the main hero, or let's go protagonist because let's get real on romance. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be more of a heroine than a hero. But, you know, with the LGBT market, you're seeing a lot of romances that are guys. So, in essence, if you need to keep it down to one or two words for the heroine, one or two words for the for the love interest, and then very quickly do the conflict, you should be golden. Because in all honesty, your cover is going to be selling the comic more than it will be the actual description. Which, by the way, is really cool. You can actually have a picture of what's going on. So, in this case, we're looking down on our luck. Helen meets obnoxiously rich Harold. And the two of them have to deal with their sister who, you know, doesn't want to have to deal with social class issues. I mean, yeah, there are ways to make that a lot simpler, but we got the biggies. We've got, you know, obviously we've got the heroine is going to be really poor. Marries up. And then has to deal with all the social situations that that's going to cause. In of itself, not a bad deal. You know, we've got it summed up in like less than what? 20 words? And that's exactly how you need to think. You know, you don't want to add like... If you want to, you can add in time, you know. In Elizabeth in England, we're doing fine. As long as you don't get too crazy with it. Um, if you need to add another couple of words to establish that there's a comedy going on, yeah, that's fine too. But you don't want to get too crazy with the description. And, and like I said, I've noticed that with romance novels, they're probably the, one of the worst. Admittedly, there are some fantasy sci-fi people who also need to, shall we say, really throw away the thesaurus. But, you know, what the heck, let's go with those guys too. If you're doing your fantasy or your sci-fi novel, just introduce the hero, introduce the conflict, and then back off. Straight up, if I see one more description that reads something to the effect of in the far-flung future in Galaxy 29A, Christopher is down on his luck and gets shanghaied into the Galactic Empire's new psychic outfit. And now he has to not only figure out a way to escape from the psychic outfit, but he also needs to deal with the Galactic Invasion 
Yeah, that's a bit much. A real quick, Crystal Ball got Shanghai into the Galactic Psychic Unit and now has to deal with a Galactic Invasion and his own escape. See how much better that second is? Simple. It's to the point. And it's not drawn out. I mean, we already know it's going to be sci-fi. We know it's probably going to be in the future because we mentioned the Galactic Empire. And... You know, one or two words if it's a comedy, cool. But overall, if you can do, do anything to make your description shorter, the better. And yeah, I know as an SEO person that every search engine optimization person out there is looking at me like I have two or three heads. And so they get picked up. You put that stuff in your descriptions that are actually the code rather than part of the actual description of the webcomic, go for it. I will definitely not prevent you from there and actually encourage you to put as many words you probably can into the meta description of your website. But we're not dealing with meta descriptions here. We're dealing with a straightforward, if I sell this thing on Amazon, what's this, what's it going to look like? This isn't to say I can go through and say, hey, would you like to read all the description? does give you that option. You know? And for that matter, any decent bookseller is going to do that for you. So, but you need to look at how it's going to be sold, and the simplest descriptions usually sell best. Just keep that in mind. Because of that, there's certain details to keep in mind. Um, obviously, go ahead and use cliches. Everybody knows what the tropes are. It's a nice little, you know, it's a nice little shortcut that everybody knows and uses. You know, if I know what a Galactic Empire is, well, you know, everybody knows what a Galactic Empire is. It sets up a certain mode. On the other hand, if I decide to get a little too crazy with it, like I actually name the Galactic Empire, at that point, I'm, at, I'm actually throwing in way too much information it just isn't really all that good. on top of that because it's going with a general thing everybody knows to a specific thing that only people who are into the webcomic know you know obviously you're going to lose a few readers in there and I don't care if you're selling specifically to the hardcore fan base of your web show is equal to it very specific area you know in all honesty it, this is going to be how you... This is where I said starter marketing. There are no real hardcore rules. Generally speaking, you don't want to sell specifically to your hardcore fan base. The problem is obviously you're limiting your audience and so on and so forth. You know, you, you never want to limit your audience. On the other hand, if you have a really big hardcore fan base, you know, those fans that absolutely love what you're doing, and you're selling to sell them on a sequel, go ahead and be as specific as you want. As long as, you know, they know what you're talking about, you should be good to go. But in general, if your webcomic is just starting out and you're trying to establish yourself, the more general you are, the better. So, yeah, I'm going to be pointing out exceptions to rules as I go along. So bloody sue me. It's my podcast. I'll do weird things if I want to, and I usually do.
However, just as you're using cliches as much as you want, don't do the Hollywood thing of going in and, you know, uh, the obvious famous example here is Die Hard. In the late 80s, early 90s, you had a lot of action-adventure movies that, that were described as Die Hard, Anna, Anna, or what have you. Um, Under Siege was described as Die Hard on a sub. You know? You don't want to do the whole use a movie to describe your comic because not everybody's going to have seen the movie. And even then, there's a possibility they could be missing the reference. Just because, well, not everybody watches the same movie. It's weird as I know that's got a sort of sound. You know? Some people, when they see Die Hard, get it that you're, when you say Die Hard, that you're describing a movie where the guy had somehow to the situation prior to all the action going off. And now has to deal with all of that. Cool. However, not some people see Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Others see it as a man reuniting with his wife. So there are some obvious drawbacks to using the movie as a reference. So in general, just don't do it. On top of that, to some people, you might create a really bad situation by using that movie. Um... If I'm an atheist, for example, and you start tooting your webcomic as a Narnia ripoff, well, you pretty much just lost me as an audience member, you know? Do it as a straight fantasy, we're good to go. Let me discover that it has religious themes later on. So, it's just, again... It's a general versus specific issue. If, on the other hand, you know you're trying to capture a lot of the same elements of Narnia, and you're trying to build up on those, hey, go ahead and use Narnia in your descriptions. Just don't get too crazy with it. You also want to try and avoid selling it. A lot of people tend to do the stupid thing of including critics' blurbs in their description, you know, Edmund Vitale of the Sacramento Union says this is the greatest book ever written. No, don't include that. It's cool, don't get me wrong, and it is a seriously really nice thing to have those blurbs, but don't put them in the heart, in the base description itself. Include those in the expanded descriptions if you have that available to you. It's just, at that point, you're trying to oversell it, and it just comes off really off. Because, let's get real, a lot of people can make those blurbs up, and it just doesn't always come off the way you want it to. You also want to avoid interjections or other descriptive words that sound really good, but are actually red flags to those of us who do a lot of reading. Um, exciting. Unique. Never before seen. Original. Fantastic. Marvelous. No. Yeah. Those sound really cool. And But the reality is. All that's subjective. And your description should be pretty much nothing but objective. Um, also. 
reality is is that anytime I see original or never before seen, I can usually pull up at least a dozen examples of exactly what you're trying to pull off. You're going to deny it. I'm going to say, yeah, right. And that negative emotion is going to create, well, if I'm big enough, you really don't want to do that just because you don't want to take off potential audience members. You definitely don't want to take off people who are doing any kind of critique on your webcomic. Because trust me, I see that kind of stuff, I'm automatically going into eye roll mode. So, try to avoid anything that just, just be objective on the description. Don't be too much of a, try to sell it, you know? Too many people get involved in this, using the description to sell the comic, and it almost always comes off bad. So, if it's going to be unique or original, tell me how it's going to be unique or original in the description. Don't actually use the words, you know, unique or original. Because trust me, nine times in, I can show you at least a dozen examples of your called never more seen webcomic. And your webcomic will either end up being a combination of different things or it's going to be just a straight rip-off of somebody else and you weren't aware of it type of deal. So, don't include adjectives if at all possible. Normally, I'm a big fan of the concept. Not so much here. So, we're at it. So, that's basically your description. Just keep it brief. Keep it simple and keep it objective as much as possible. Avoid frills. And when it comes down to it, just have a little bit of fun with it. <laughs> so, the other part of the description that really throws people for a loop are the ratings. The problem with the rating system is that there is a certain level of subjectivity in there. Anybody who's watched... A lot of movies notices after over time that sometimes the movie will be rated a little bit different or given a little bit more leniency. You know, something that should have been at PG thirteen will probably be rated as R. And sometimes the R movie will get away and might even be rated as low as a PG. So there are, you do have a little bit of leeway in there. When you're personally assigning a rating to your comic, try to be as strict as absolutely possible. So with that said, there's usually going to be about five areas that everybody's going to be looking at when it comes down to your comic. Actually, let's back step a little bit. Two big, they're coming out real neat. Two biggies that will almost always come up, or will be some form of all all ages and mature themes. Mature themes is code word for this has some sort of adult material, may not be suitable for youngsters, and this has to be by what everybody else by the so-called everybody else standard rather than your personal standard. Some people have absolutely no problem with say. 
you know, incest and murder being talked about by everybody. You know, it's on the news. Hey, let's... Obviously, I have no problem with it. That in and of itself, you not having a problem with it, in and of itself does not make it a general audience situation. That actually bumps it up to a mature themes. You know, you sort of have to look at it from the perspective of a really strict parent. I mean, the entire point of the rating system is theoretically to protect children, which is pretty much a silly concept, but, you know, it does nonetheless help with marketing to a certain degree. All ages means it's pretty much safe. This doesn't mean it has to be vanilla, it just means it's pretty much safe. So, you know, you can get away with a lot as far as the all ages go, and a lot of people actually do, but you want to try to avoid that as much as possible. In essence, if you're doing all ages, you want to try to re you're looking at something that a parent of a 10 or 12 year old could look at and go, hey, there's no problem with this, this is sort of cool. You do not, I repeat, do not have to make it ultra vanilla because, see when I'm saying ultra vanilla, I mean, it's either ultra generic, there's just nothing really fun to it, it's really sweet with no actual flavor to it, you know what I mean? It's like vanilla ice cream. Don't get me wrong, I love vanilla ice cream, especially in the right situations. But generally speaking, if I'm presented with something that's ultra vanilla, or something that has just a little bit of spice to it, I'm probably going to go with something that has a little bit of spice to it. You know, I'm not saying you have to go all the way to Rocky Road, but sometimes a French vanilla is a lot better than just a regular plain vanilla. And if your comic is pretty much on the vanilla side, yeah, you're going to have you've got some serious problems right off the get-go. So, don't assume that all ages means vanilla. Trust me, you can get away with a lot of stuff under the all ages banner. You can have a little bit of risque parts in there. Um, you can have a little bit of violence. Heck, you can even have guys and women in bathing suits if you want. It's not a major problem as long as you do it white. So, if you're going to do all ages, just realize that you can have some fun with it and have some fun with it. Please. That said, the rating system is pretty much broken down into... Well, I'm going to go with the American system because a lot of the other systems are pretty much broken down by ages. And I'm not a real big fan of breaking things by an arbitrary age, which I know is sort of a little bit on the apocryphal side, but so be it. Keep in mind, the rating system is generally looked at from the perspective of a parent. That's being just a little bit serious. It doesn't want to have to describe or get into many, too many conversations with their kid about stuff that they've just watched. Or in this case, I've just read. So when I'm breaking down the rating system, keep in mind these are also just guidelines and try to judge your comic appropriately. With that said, ratings are basically broken down into five areas. Sex, swearing, nudity, violence, and the also great topics.
generally speaking, a G-rated comic isn't going to have anything in the area of nudity. You know, you'll have people in bathing suits. You might have an occasional towel scene, but that's it. Even if you do a shower scene, you're doing it in such a way that breast and genitalia are pretty much obscured. Um, sex. In this case, you're looking at something just looking like pecs on the cheek. Maybe a quick hug. You're definitely not talking anything too involved. Swearing. Yeah, you can get away with a couple of goshes and darns, but don't really press it, okay? Violence. You want to keep this pretty much verboten. If you do, the, if you want to do a fight, for example, you're talking the big couple of fists, big cloud of dust. You definitely want to keep the violence at the minimum. PG. Okay, here's where you can start having a little bit of fun. You can have a couple under the covers, for example. You can suggest that sex is going on, but you can't actually show it, basically. You know, no graphic depictions of the act. Go with that and you should be fine. Um, swearing. You can up the ante. Yeah, I'm trying to keep this a G-rated show, so... Which I probably have failed miserably on, but... You know... You can have some, you can actually have a little bit of here. Just avoid the F word and avoid the N bomb. Other than that, you should be fine. Um, some amigos, you can do some bare butts. Uh, you can do some very bathing suits. That should be about it. Heck, you can probably even get away with some lingerie. But again, you're not going to be really pressing it. You're doing it just to have a little bit of di different texture, so to speak. Violence. Okay, so now you can have a little bit of violence, but you want to keep it what they call cartoonish. That is, people get shot at, but you don't necessarily see the blood going everywhere. You know, as soon as you start seeing blood and gore, you basically head up to the next block. Um, R rating. Now this is as far as we're going to go, but you can go X. If you want to go full on erotic, Full-on hardcore violence. Nothing but swears every third word. Um, full graphic sex. Hey, you're talking X territory. Anything that's between the PG and yes, that's our territory. You can't avoid that wilderness. So, ours, you can have some serious fun as far as the nudity goes because at this point you're what they call art school. You know, you can actually go full frontal if you want. Um, as long as you don't get too graphic with the sex, you should be fine. Swears. You still want to keep a lid on it, but you don't feel like you, you know, you feel like you have to. And violence. Yeah, you can actually show somebody getting penetrated with a knife. You can show the effects of a major gunfight. You can even get away with a little bit of gore. But again, you probably want to seriously debate pushing it too far. Because as soon as you press it too far... Remember what I said about rating has to do with marketing? The general rule is this. If you want everybody to read your comic, 
at least the kids to read your comic and tap into that really cool market, you want to try to keep it at a G. You want to go more teenagers? You're probably looking more at the P PG area, parental guidance. Adults, strangely enough, it's going to depend on how you pull, pull everything off because most adults actually prefer in the PG to slight, you know, soft R rate area. They don't mind seeing a little bit of violence every now and then, but general rule is once you get past a certain point, seeing, you know, a body exploding and a hell of gunfire and entrails going everywhere, the brain going this direction, actually hits a little bit on the boring side. So generally speaking, if you're going R, you're probably looking late teens, early 20s. If that's, a, if that's the area you want to hit, go for the R. Otherwise, you're going to try to want to hit the PG area. And I just realized I better be all inclusive in this. And topics. General rule is, is see, this is going to be a real nebulous one because everybody has their own cultural hang-ups as far as which topics are acceptable to see and which ones aren't. Um, G rating. Obviously, you're going to need some sort of conflict. Bullies are fine. Grades are fine. Stuff that the person has to overcome themselves is generally a G-rated topic. You know, if you can handle it through talking, you're good to go. Or through the intervention of an authority figure. Um, you know, bullies are fine, grades are fine, complaining about life in general, we're good to go, depending on what kind of language you use to complain about it. Um, PG topics, here we start veering into the basics of religion and politics, and I mean extreme basics. Yeah, if you want to discuss things about hypocrisy of religion, you can start coming here, that's fine. Um, you know, describe going to the current events. Also, you should also be pretty fine. The problem that when it starts getting into the R-rated version is when you start hitting topics that are, you know, into the sexual area, or where they just, well, you know, incest obviously is an R-rated topic, depending on how you do it. Because I think even Shakespeare could pull that off. With PG rating. Um, molestation. Depending on how you want to pull it off. It can be a PG or an R. So. The topics need to be looked at. More of a modifier than an actual rating system. In and of themselves. It's all going to be. Not only what you're discussing. That's going to drive up the rating. But also how you try to pull that rating off. Believe it or not. The incest they did in Game of Thrones where they had the uh, brother and sister dating in and of itself, PG. Throw sex into it, I mean actual sex into it, it becomes the uh, R rating. So just keep that in mind. And also, strangely enough, smoking and drugs also be considered. If you're doing tested drug use, you can get away with PG. If you're actually showing it, 
then all of a sudden it hits the R area. As far as it goes, that the, it just depends on how you're doing it. A lot of people don't want to see smoking in here, but you're counting it as vacuums. So, keep that in mind. I only put it as a PG myself, but I do that. I was drinking, a little casual drinking, you know. Mom and Dad have a glass of wine with dinner. No problem. If you're talking about hardcore booze, you know, that's the only liquid that people drink in this universe. At that point, you're starting to talk more of a PG. And if you're talking about the after effects, you know, you show people actually going to, say, a frat party, getting drunk, having embarrassing things done to them, Okay, at that point, we're starting to encroach on an R. So, but again, all depends on what kind of audience you're going for. So, just keep in mind that generally speaking, with young kids, you want to try to keep it to a G. If you're looking at most adults and teenagers, PG. If you're looking at more of the college crowd, that is Kids are basically rebelling a little bit, as well as some adults who are looking for something a little bit more daring. Hey, go into the R territory all you want. Um, and if you're going to do the X, at that point, keep in mind you're looking at more specialized interests. And I'm going to leave that alone. So, keep in mind that marketing thing. So... Where does this leave us? Alright, so here's the deal. Obviously, the genre we pretty much have already covered. You keep in mind, the more specific you are with the genre, the better. When it comes to doing your description, you know, when you're doing your description, most webcomic sites will ask for three bits of information. That's going to be your genre, it's going to be your description, it's going to be the rating. And in some cases, they may ask for a more extended description. So, here's how you want to play it. Genre. Go as tight as you possibly can. Um, if you're doing comedy, parody, whatever, make sure it's noted here. And just have fun with the genre. You, there's no real limit. But if I see like 27 different genres attached to do a simple webcomic... I'm running right off the bat. Even Rifts, the game that basically throws every genre into the, our role-playing game like a genre, like a blender on steroids, has very definite limits on what kind of, you know, would still fill under science fiction horror. You know, sure they might have supernatural and fantasy, but the bottom line is you can describe Rifts, which is, will have things like Cybernetic spellcasters in an Old West setting dealing with aliens and Cthulhu-type intelligences comes down to science fiction horror. So, you know, don't get too carried away with the genre. Be as specific as you possibly can, but don't get too carried away. Rating? Look at the stuff I've given you and try to keep it within a real simple system. You know, if you can go with a GPG RX, 
Some people throw a PG-13 because it's not quite an R, but it's definitely not a PG. But, and of course, some places will deal with more of an age-based system. Figure out what the system is and figure out how your comic fits into that given the criteria I've given. Generally speaking, the more extreme that your rating is, you want to try to keep it to a PG and not give you the most audience. Going to a G or an R will shrink your audience respectively and going to a straight X will, like I said, at that point we're talking specific interests. So, the long description, you can pretty much have fun with. If you want to keep it under 200 words. Obviously, at this point, you can actually describe a little bit about the two, the hero, the villain, so on and so forth. Whatever is going to sell. If you want to include a blurb, hey, go for it. Uh, do try to that are unique, marvelous, you know, any basic adjective or adverb. Just toss those out the window. If you got a couple blurbs and they're relatively short, hey, throw them in. Especially if they're really good critics. Um, here's where you can have a lot of fun with the marketing. Just try to avoid what I call SEO tricks, you know. Don't repeat the words too often. And, you know, don't don't read combinations, so on and so forth. You just want a straightforward description. You also, keep in mind when you do description, you also don't have to worry about the genre. You've already hit there. You've saved out the rating. Um, if you are going to have mature themes, expand a little bit on them. You know, obviously some genres will have some inherent issues as far as mature themes goes. Uh, if I'm doing, let's say, a 1930s detective noir, I can, probably don't have to point out that I'm going to have alcohol and smoking. You know what I mean? But if you are going to have something that is going to be religious or political-based, you definitely want to include it here. Um, it's just fairness, and in all honesty, it'll save you a lot of negative reviews later on. As far as the short description itself, just simply put in, try to go for it if you possibly can, under 30 words. Like I said, hero, conflict, what's going on. You don't need anything more than that. So, for example, with one of my comics, I've got sex percussions. You know, uh, it's a solid science, uh, sorry. The longer version is that it's a webcomic that's set into the 1930s, uh, Canada, a little bit of depression going on, and the entire concept is that you've got these three mages that are working together as different elements go, and they're trying to work with the local police that did to solve a murder. Actually, I guess I'd promise you the short description, but, you know... There's a definite homosexual thing going through it because, well, I thought it would be cool to have something gay in there, as well as a more standard romance. So, if I was doing a long description, it would be a detective and his magician allies are working to solve a murder, and along the way, they have to solve several different crises. So, two of them are starting up a romance and another one is looking for a romance with a surprise ending 
It's only one issue, so I give it something that small. Obviously, if I'm looking at the short engine, however, you know, a supernatural detective and his three ma magician allies are looking to solve a murder. You know? And that's all I really need to worry about. So, just keep your description short. You should be fine. Keep in mind what the community standards are and when you're uh, setting up a rating and basically just have fun with it. There is a certain art form to it, but like I said, keep it short. So have fun. Have a good day. Talk to you later.